welcome to episode 61 of the Design Design Details Details Podcast. Podcast. I'm I'm Brian Brian Jackson. This episode, we're joined by Josh Puckett. He's probably best known for his series of medium articles on prototyping, not to mention his work at Dropbox and Groupon and now Wealthfront and his tons of side product apps. Yeah, we had a really, really fun time chatting with him. It was a great discussion. Uh, We'd love to hear what you think, though. We have a Slack team with over 900 people in there. We're talking about design, development, tools, new episodes. We'd love to see you in there. Just go to spec.fm slash slack. Join the Design Details channel and let us know what you think of the episode. Before we get started, we have two sponsors, once again, to thank for making this episode possible. Our first sponsor is Code School, back again. Code School's back. Back again. <clears throat> can, I, can I keep going? Code School is an online learning destination <laughs> for existing and new developers that will teach you to code through actually entertaining content. They pair immersive video lessons with in-browser challenges so that you're actually doing the coding as you learn it. You're not just watching a video and then having to try it on your own. You're actually learning by doing. Each course has a unique theme and storyline, so it actually ends up feeling more like a game and not like you're sitting through a boring lecture or classroom. So whether you've been programming for a long time or you are just curious and want to get started, Code School has something for you. They have courses in languages like JavaScript, Ruby, Git, HTML and CSS, and iOS. They also have elective courses on topics like Try R and the Chrome DevTools. They also have an iPhone and iPad app that are free that more than a million people around the world are using to learn to code. Nah. So you never really have an excuse. You could learn to code on your commute, uh, on the go, anywhere you are. It's a really, really fantastic service if you are both wanting to just brush up on your current skills or just learn something new. To get started, go to codeschool.com slash design details. That'll get you more information and let you start playing courses now and learn to code. Our second sponsor, back again, Hired. Hired is like a job board in reverse. It's where software engineers and designers can get five plus job offers in a week. It's kind of a lot. So you just apply to Hired and they bring the job offers to you. People come and like apply for you, which is pretty amazing. Uh, each offer has salary and equity up front. There are full-time and contract opportunities. And users can view the offers and accept or reject them before they even talk to the company. You don't have to talk to anyone. You can just meh, pass, hard pass, soft pass, pass. They work with over 2,500 pre-screened companies in major tech hubs. So you can come join us out here in san francisco or you could go to like la or seattle new york city boston chicago atlanta san diego london toronto dc or austin texas uh, it's completely free it costs you literally nothing uh, just a little bit of time maybe and there are no obligations you don't have to take any job once it's offered to you just nothing like that but if you do get a job to them they'll give you a two thousand dollar thank you bonus two grand bonus but if you use our special link, oh. they'll give you a $4,000 bonus. They'll double it. Hired.com slash design details. We'll get you an extra $2,000 when you accept a job. It's a pretty nice bonus. On top of getting an awesome job. So you're welcome for $4,000. Yeah, you're welcome. In case you missed that link, Hired.com slash design details. You got nothing to lose. $4,000 to gain. That'd be pretty great. And with that, let's get into episode 61 of Design Details with Josh Puckett. Hi, I'm Josh, Josh Puckett. Um, let's see, I design things and I build build things. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, What's your Twitter bio? Twitter bio. Have you have to look, to look at, at it. What do you like memorize yours oh, every come night? Come on, then? aren't you just like Uber maker, like maker slash creators? No, there's a cool. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little memory. Uber like a mensch. Hold on, not like a car. designer builder, like husband believer, principal designer at Wealthfront, comma. Previously, see, it sounds weird when I read it. Previously, <laughs> led and managed design teams at Dropbox and Groupon, Palo Alto, California. Everyone, follow me right now. Did Please you put your birthday on Twitter? What? Oh no. That's they haven't asked thing. me to yet. Did you guys see that? I yeah, did not. Think it's cool with the balloons and stuff. Yeah, but did what? you see the uh, the reasoning is the, for ads. The reasoning why? Oh, that's smart. Literally in there in, in the box that you opt in, it's like put in your birthday so that people that visit your profile will know it's your birthday. Oh, and also we'll tailor better <laughs> ads for you. <laughs> did you guys see who? Oh, uh, uh, Stuart Butterfield tweeted. Yep. Yeah, I got Twitter, that. Like, I got oh. that pop Wait, up. Will you let him explain what did he? No, tweet? bro, no, he got it. I saw the tweet, but I forgot. Do you not know it? You don't even know what it is. I mean, it's one of those dark patterns. We can't assume that all of our listeners follow Stuart Butterfield. That's true. All of well, especially that, cool. and especially that they'll hear it like seven days later yeah. and remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what it's was hard it? to show things on a podcast, but no, it's a full page ad that shows up. That's basically, I think it's. Oh yeah, do you want to like import your contacts or something? Make it easier for people to find you. Your email address and yeah. was it contacts? Was it email address or phone number? Phone yeah. Oh, e- email yeah. address and phone number. Yeah, like syncing your phone number to Twitter or something. And if you hit like no thanks, the second screen it was a dark pattern that swapped it. It was still a modal that's like, oh, are you sure? Like this will be hard for people to find you. And instead of like, you know, yes being, uh, you know, yes, I would like to cancel and like get out of this. It was like, yes, no, turn this on. And the no cancel was the one that actually like, you know, got you out of that or something. That's bad. It was a dark pattern. And Gross. I like to think that deep, deep down uh, in my heart, uh, a designer out there is crying as well. That's true. But he was forced to do it because metrics. Yeah. Hashtag That's growth a, hacking. Yeah. Are we on that now? It's weird. I led a growth team at Dropbox. It's Tell hard. me about it. Well, I mean, you grow things, right? I think the balance is always, there are things which will work that will increase absolute metrics, but there's not really, there's no, the problem is there's no hardline metric for quality. Right, your experience. We were talking about this in the last episode. Oh, great. Actually. Yeah. With, who, with who? Is uh, it public? T- Terraman, yeah. Oh. It, it came out today. Okay. She works cool. at Twitter. Nice. Oh, she probably designed it. Just kidding. No. But yeah, if you know her. who did. <laughs> no, she works on the the team with Stammy, uh, video and photo, I think. Oh, I bet it was Stammy. It was probably Stammy. <laughs> what, is, what a jerk. Just kidding. He's a friend. Well, friend. No, <laughs> no Stammy's great. Stammy's great. Uh, actually, I think a better story might be when I, at Groupon, um, perfect example Turns out if you email a person like once a day with a deal, you know, they'll buy it at like X rate or X percent at the time. But if you sent, you know, there's some growth team and they figured out, oh man, if we email people twice a day, they're more like, I'm serious, they're more likely to buy this thing, right? Which is great. Like in the short term, you're like, oh, sweet. We're going to send two emails a day now and revenue is going up and like, this is amazing. People are using us. But the thing is, you're not like that same PM, right? Or that team is probably not tracking long-term user retention like a year down the road. So what ended up actually happening was in in various parts of the country or in the world, like different countries had more aggressive uh, GMs. And so they would just blast out like tons of emails a day, right? Like more than two even a day. And in the short term, that was great. So you get this upward pressure to like hit your targets and then you send more emails. But then long term, you know, people just really quickly became kind of desensitized to that. So it it's, you know, was maybe an effective short term strategy, but 
it didn't address like true product quality and user need and ultimately like made people leave us right and attrit at a higher rate so i think the thing with growth is you have to balance like the core value that your product is actually adding with trying to grow it in the short term to, to meet goals and so with twitter like arguably in that instance you know helping you connect with people there's probably a way to do it where you add value to the user instead of just like you know hey we would like to be able to suggest your address book to people so yeah i mean it's definitely tough right because you want your from like a capitalist point of view you want your company to be successful but you also want to have i think that's the tension of a designer right is like you're holding these constraints in your hands of well we should definitely be growing and being a profitable business but we also need to do like the best thing for the user and there's there's always tension there but can you tell me the story of uh carousel because that was a growth product when i was a young boy uh i i can see who did you hear that, that from that it was a growth product um i think that was the general rumor in my I think that's what people uh, thought it was also in my head i see it as a growth product yeah totally the story of carousel how much time do you have no i would say at a high level it sort of goes like this and i think most of the thinking yeah it being a growth project is like interesting but a lot of people put photos in dropbox so presumably we wanted to build like a really great experience on top of that, which is like totally right. I think there are some difficulties with like that business model, specifically as it relates to photos, right? Like storing media is like really expensive. Uh, and there's so many photo startups that have tried this thing and just like failed because they run out of money, right? You know, you either create a photo sharing product that doesn't have high storage costs, like Snapchat is like really smart, right? Instagram for a long time, like, you know, stored really low res files. Uh, and you support that with ads, but obviously, you know, we don't do, Dropbox didn't do that, which is great. So yeah, I think there were some growth goals that sort of made their way into the project where, you know, there was sort of the the ambition for uh, just the best gallery, the best like cloud enabled gallery. And in, uh, there's a lot of stuff we did that was amazing that I think is now, like is still the best way to do like photo management or to do photo galleries. I wrote a blog post. Oh, did you? Was it about the design details of Carousel? I think Carousel... So clever. Thing number two. I think Carousel is uh, a very well-executed product. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what the internal Thank story you. is, but uh, like using it and some of the features like the timeline scroll, I don't know if that's what it's officially called. Yeah, exactly the timeline. Timeline 3D scroll. Yeah, timeline scroll. 3D touch scroll. Um, even just the things like uh, you would get to the bottom of your photo stream yeah. And if you kept scrolling up, it would say, like, jump me to a random place in time. And it brought in this sort of uh, emotional nostalgia yeah. kind of aspect to it that I don't know how many people would discover that. But it was yeah, it was really cool to see that somebody thought about maybe that was you thought yeah. about. No, that. that was actually I think that was the result of an engineer and the other E, another designer who's amazing, by the way. You should all follow him on Twitter because no one knows about him. What's his name? E-Way. He's awesome. Really good friend. Uh, he and I like were the two that designed Carousel, basically. Yeah, I think the team, it was a really small team, and the level of detail we paid to the product was like incredible. Uh, I think the thing for that, like the spot that they're in now to figure out is how do you make that work with like the broader business model? Because they're, you know, it's not a mass market product, right? In the same way that Snapchat or Instagram is applicable to like 300, 400 million people in the world. Uh, the amount of people that like care about all their photos and want to have all their photos on their device, much smaller number. So I think it changes a little bit of like, you know, uh, what success is and, and how you, the expectations you bring to that, right? 
Um, but yeah, I mean, for example, on Carousel, the whole app worked offline, right? You could do any action offline and it would queue it up when you came online. And that's like a pretty incredible like engineering feat. Like the team is just like nasty in terms of engineering. And I've never seen another app that like functions entirely offline. Yeah. Definitely a hard growing experience when you go, you know, you balance the business needs of a company with the product user needs and like how to yeah. make those fit. What was the metric of success? Probably just uh, weekly active users. And it's been updated multiple times since it came out, right? Oh yeah. There's been like several releases. You left Dropbox a few months ago. It's not been long. Two months ago. Two yeah. Months. Actually, yeah. I was off the carousel team, I think one point release. So for a while, yeah. And then I moved on to grow things to, to help lead that team. Um, yeah, See, I think fun. it may be a cynical understanding of it, but I think a lot of people suspected that Carousel was built to give people another reason to store more files in Dropbox and hopefully push them to a higher storage tier. Interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Because yeah. I think that was, I think was that before the one terabyte thing? It, they it were might, fairly close, I think. probably relaunch. Actually, yeah, it was before because Pro Relaunch happened, or that like that's what the one terabyte thing happened. Mm-hmm. I think in the fall of that year. And I and think we people are very like April. cynical, like yeah, hundred gigs isn't enough for yeah. No, we actually, it's funny. We spent a lot of time actually considering the first time user experience for that because you'd have a lot of people that only had the free plan and only had two gigs. Mm-hmm. So you know, the the product question is okay. How do you, if you only have two gigs of space, do you fill all of that up? Do you fill like how do you choose the photos? Uh, do you like do the oldest ones first or the most recent ones first? Uh, so it actually wasn't, there wasn't a hope of like, oh, we're going to convert more people to like use pro. It was like two things probably. One, for people who did like to have camera uploads turned on and had all their photos in Dropbox, put all their DSLR photos in Dropbox, that should be an amazing like gallery browsing experience for you, right? Uh, and I think we actually hit that and did pretty well there. And then the second one was, like I said, just like massive growth of like the sharing kind of functionality of Carousel to just get, you know, a lot of users. But yeah, it was a fun, fun project. The thing for me about Carousel too, we can we can talk about other stuff, but uh, the web execution as well was really, really well thought out with like album views and, and uh, even having the timeline scrubber on web. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah, that was a fun, I mean, we, the one thing we did, which, I probably will never do again. Well, maybe with React Native, it might be a little, tiny bit easier, but we launched on Android and iOS like on day one, which was sort of insane for like an engineering and small, like the team was only two designers, like a PM and maybe 10 engineers, Very small. 14 engineers. Yeah. yeah. And we did two apps. So the web came a little later, but yeah, it was sort of nice to have a little bit of time to have like seen how people use it, uh, reflect on that a little bit. Uh, to then be able to to implement that on the web, but so speaking of React Native, yeah, uh, there's two things I'm really curious about, and one of them is the fact that you build so many apps. I don't. I do so many, <laughs> not so many. Sam more, builds some, so many apps. anyway. <laughs> more than the average designer, and more than the average engineer builds. Sam Sofis, nice shout out to our other host. Oh, is he a host of a different show? Of a different podcast. Me. Oh, guess he's <laughs> also from the best state in the the world, mm-hmm. so. Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. What, um, that's a city. I know, but <laughs> do you guys have any bourbon, by the way? Are you guys just kidding? Louisville. Anyways, yeah. So React Native building apps. So you you do build a lot of stuff, and I'm curious. Yeah, um, maybe you are are actually building iOS apps. Is that right? Yeah. No, I've built a few. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. how did you uh, get into get into the that. building side instead of just yeah? The Interesting question. Side? I guess for me, I'm curious how it is for you, you all. But 
I sort of started like my first foray into computing uh, was sort of back in maybe the late nineties uh, building websites, right? Where you sort of had to, if you wanted to make something visual, like a really, I remember a dumb website was like for cars and I was like, Oh cool. Like Ferraris are awesome. I want a website for, you know, pictures of Ferraris and like you could see the different cars. Uh, and to do that, you know, you had to figure out how to like make the web page, right? So I fumbled around in like front page or whatever it was. And, you know, my school randomly, I remember this, uh, I was in school in like sixth grade and my school had a book on HTML, which is like, why does this school have like totally random, right? But so I started learning that. And then, you know, I think the, the path is similar for a lot of us where you start making a website and then you want to add like, oh, a guest book or whatever it is, right? So you figure out a little bit of PHP and how to spin up like a LAMP server where you just, you know, pay like Media Temple or something to do it. So I sort of just grew up where there wasn't this divide for me of like designer where you only did like Photoshop and engineer where, you know, you're only like we're doing code. It was sort of like, oh, I want to make this thing. And to do that, you need both of like these things. Um, I definitely say I'm like a maker and a builder, but I would make a pretty terrible engineer, I think. Okay. Like in terms of full stackness of engineering. But so then how do you build your iPhone? Oh, well, I mean, I can build things, but do I build them like well, uh, you know, in, in a terms scalable of like way? Scalability and yeah, like I don't have the hardcore like gotcha. CS gotcha. algorithm stuff, um, but I've tried to like commit in every app uh, that I've worked on or like every design, which I think is just helpful for a number of reasons. One, like on Carousel, like we were, E and I were able to, on both Android and iOS, just do a lot of the view la layer stuff. And so like working on all the styles and making a style guide and code, like that's easy for us to do. And it frees up the engineers to work on like the much more difficult problems, like, you know, distributed systems, backups, and like the things that like I cannot do, right? And I think it just builds empathy, right? Like if you're willing to get into the code with your engineer, they're that much more likely to like implement this new gesture that you, you know, like designed or something. And I'm also I'm just really curious about it, right? Like we, design is one of the few mediums I think where designers don't become as intimately studied or aware of the details, right? Like in architecture, you know materials really well, right? Like you work with those materials. So if you study architecture, you you learn about stone, about steel, about glass, about like the chemical makeup of all of them and how they are. That doesn't mean you're a structural engineer, right? Or a civil engineer, but you still have like a very good understanding of it. Similarly, a lot of, you know, if you're like managing a restaurant, you're probably very knowledgeable about wine and food. And you, you know, if you're a chef, you know a ton about wine, even if you're not a sommelier. And similarly, if you're a sommelier, you know a lot about food. But in design, it's this w thing where we like, there seems to be this like holy wars of like, you know, oh, I'm just only going to focus on Photoshop and like sketch. And I have no interest in learning how things are actually made or built, which feels pretty terrible. Like, why would you, I don't know, like as a human with curiosity, why would you not be interested in like how those things are made? The other thing for a lot of the apps I've made, if you notice, they're actually like very simple. Uh, so they're not like super complicated things. Or I try to do things that don't require, for example, like a server, just because that adds a whole other layer of like dimension to it. So staying in like the client level is a lot easier for sure. That's awesome. Are you working on any new apps? Uh, good question. I sort of had an idea for, well, yeah, there's two that I'm sort of have ideas for. One I'm pretty mad about because uh, Instagram basically did it, but I wanted to make a photo booth app because that for like selfies, that's like a stupid app. But again, it's like really simple because I feel like there's not really. Oh, I know what you're talking about. In layout. 
that you're talking about? Yeah, like yeah, it's in layout. It's a feature, yeah, yeah. and it's, I'm really good friends with like the manager of the Instagram design team, which is funny because I told him like, oh, I'm thinking about making this like Ian. Yeah, Ian. Ian Silver. Yeah, that guy. We're going to Hawaii with him. Oh, are you? Oh, to um, Epic Currents. Yeah, nice. That's yeah, gonna be dope. Nice. This should be fun. Do you all surf? Nope. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you can learn. Ian does. Ian can teach you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they have that feature in layout. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like I, I love when I go to a wedding and there's a photo booth. Yeah. Like it's just so fun. Right. And it prints out the little things. And, you know, at my wife and I at home, we have like a fridge of all of our like the printouts from all the different weddings that have had that. But I feel like that's such a cool like, uh, again, like kind of media object is like the four, you know, the grid of like the photos from a photo booth. And I just feel like there isn't a really well executed version in the same way for trim. Like there's not, there was not a great app to like post a square photo, yeah. which I think they were threatened actually by the growth of trim, which is why they now let you post. The full portrait. Width, full, and yeah. I honestly don't even know what layout or trim are. So trim's <sighs> what Josh made. It's layout. the most successful app I've ever done. Just kidding. No, it lets you post like a full... Do you know like InstaSize? No. What? Do you do use, you use wait, Instagram? Wait, yeah, let's just preface. <laughs> no. Do you use Instagram? No. There we go. Have you heard of iPhones? <laughs> yes. Okay. So there's an app <laughs> that lets you post photos. I used Instagram very early. Wow, you really don't use Instagram. And I promptly stopped. What about it do you... Does it not like excite about you? That was a terrible sentence. <laughs> I'm going to rephrase that. I Why don't, don't you nope, use Instagram? No, we're not editing. <laughs> nope. Sorry, I, dude. I don't enjoy browsing photos enough. Okay. And I don't take enough photos I see. to feel as if I'm participating. I see. It feels like how Twitter felt to me at first, where it's like a bunch of people like broadcasting their stuff of the world. And if you're not in on the conversation, it's not meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. So now Twitter, I like a lot better than I used to, where I like wasn't really on it for two years. But Instagram, I don't know. It just yeah, doesn't do it for me. Well, so they only, they let you post only square photos, but sometimes people wanted to post like a portrait, you know, the full photo, but letter cropped into a square. So a lot of the apps that let you do that are like terrible. There's ads everywhere. You know, they're not efficient. So Trim was just a little app I made that like it's the fastest way to post like a full-size photo to Instagram. It's free. There's no ads. It's like two taps and you're done. And then Instagram made an app called Layout, yep. which is a way to arrange multiple photos. Uh, into one? Yeah. Into one, scale them, resize them, and yeah. then they have the like. The yeah, and one feature of it is like a photo booth. Which I would argue doesn't make, like, that's a weird product call for layout by Instagram from my perspective. Like, it's, why would you build a photo booth app but bury it inside of layout? Ian? <laughs> Good question. What the hell, Ian? But yeah, so that's one app. Uh, I forget the other one, but I don't know. I feel like I always, if I don't make something, like, during the year on the side, I get a little bit restless. Just as like, I mean, my story is my fam. all my family are basically engineers. My grandpa was like a car mechanic. So we grew up just like make, like fixing things with our hands. Right. So if I'm not able to express that at work, I feel like I just get, you know, as a creator, like antsy. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys know. We're so. in the same boat right now. I think I grew up doing mechanical things. So oh, nice. Yeah. Do you I ever make it. physical things? Uh, I've tried. I, I cook a lot. Uh, Does that dude, count? That counts. Can we talk about cooking? Yes. Have you seen yes. Chef's Table? Yes. <laughs> the it's first so one was good. the best one. This, the the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. The subsequent ones weren't. Can we just cook good. dinner right now? Yeah. That would be a better I'm podcast. Actually really by hungry. The way. So me too. <laughs> That's so weird. Dinner yeah, details. I love. Yeah. <laughs> be right back. No, cooking <laughs> is amazing, and I think it's interesting. I love to hear why you enjoy it, but for me, 
it's the same almost as design in that you have constraints of material. I have We're been like saying this to friends. Sarah for oh so long. What is happening? Connections. I was like, I have this <laughs> thing about cooking where it's like the exact same thing. Yeah. And sound stuff is very similar as yeah, well. Sure. It's like these yeah. processes that, I don't know, I just really like these processes and I'm going to do whatever has these processes. Wow, so cool. And it's sim- like similarly, it's a thing. So my uh, my good friend E, the, the other designer, mm-hmm. he loves cooking, and like he kind of wants to be a chef because he likes just being able to like like take a dish and you just you perfect it, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it a hundred times and it still gets a little bit better. So so before I got my first design job, I had gotten Were a you sign- a line cook. I was, but I <laughs> so got awesome. I'd gotten a significant scholarship to go to the Culinary Institute out in New York. Okay, I was getting ready to go there. I had sold my car. I had sold my apartment. All in. Yeah. And then someone offered me a design job, and I was like, "Sure, yeah, <laughs> probably." Yeah. It's like, yep. good choice." Yeah, but cooking, oh man, it's, it's so much so fun. Good. What's like your go-to like dinner? Roasted chicken, Ooh. like whole roasted chicken. Yeah, in the with, oven with a lemon up its butt. Yep, it's the way to go. No, for sure. And then yeah. uh, mustard cream sauce is Ooh. my favorite, and roasted Brussels sprouts and or potatoes. That sounds so good. It's just like. It's like comfort food in the best yeah. way. And kind of quick too. Otherwise, right? like easy. Yep. Yeah. And I love cooking homemade pasta too. Oh, so do you like make your own? Yeah. I've never done that. I love it so much. I would much. love to. What? It takes so long. Okay. What's like the hardest part, first part? It depends on which way you make it. Okay. <laughs> so that, that will get into a yeah. whole big thing. Like it's pretty high risk, right? In the sense that if you ruin it. Yeah. You cannot fix it. You have to start over. Yeah. You were totally tough. about to reference the Apple uh, commercial today, right? I was. Where, oh, fuck, what's the actor's name? This is a great story so far. Oh, the tortellini thing? He's like making tortellini. Bill Hader? Bill Hader. <laughs> and he has like, hey Siri, guy. what does tortellini look like? Siri, show me a picture of tortellini. <laughs> and his was bad. That's awesome. Okay, Josh, uh, yeah. gut reaction. Uh, okay. Soylent. I've never had it, but I have a friend who's trying to get rid of like 40 pounds of it. He is ordered, that a he ordered, <laughs> No, no. No. That's <laughs> a guy named Sam Odio. Uh... No, he bought, I guess, like a bunch of it and it's just at his, his place because he got tired of it. So, yeah. There's have you tried it? <clears throat> yes. He, Are you he, on it? Are you I on Soylent? Dude, I'm, I'm on it. He's always high on Wait, Soylent. Wait, seriously? High on Soylent, yeah. Do you not eat real food? Explain. How does it work? Um, do you eat it three meals a day? You can. But do you like... You no, know? I don't. I usually have it for breakfast and oh, then okay. we'll have it like as a snack. So it's essentially like a glass of it is like four or five hundred calories. And Whoa. It's like a pretty good That's way potent. To, to like get me through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the reason I ask is because I, it's fun to talk to people that are like really into cooking and yeah. perfecting dishes and like yeah. the taste of things. And then Soylent. you bring up Soylent, which is literally like Pure the most neutral yeah. tasting utilitarian consumption yeah. experience ever. Well, it's, it's a web page with no CSS. Which in some ways could be good. <laughs> That's an. Uh, it's performant. It takes no time. But with, it's all content. And it's all, actually a pretty good analogy. All paragraph tags. I feel like. No, no, no paragraph tags. It's all. Divs. How many blink tags? <laughs> Not none. It's just. It's several. It's, just it's several marquees. It's just p tags. It's just the wall of text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. The one CSS it has is the um, one CSS. A single CSS. Is that, that the unit? Really dumb. Uh, it's centered on the page. No. With the proper character width, false. Uh, character okay, account. okay, that's what's yeah. Because it's it's yeah, it's like technically perfect. I think it's Soylent, readable. It's, it's interesting. So I most functional, days, not delicious. Yeah, do you like it taste wise? I'm 
I uh, cut mine with chocolate protein powder. You cu- oh, wow. Like a druggie. Mm-hmm. So that's actually... <laughs> so, uh, well, we should talk about Narcos. Narcos? I haven't seen it. <sighs> no, I don't even know what that is. Okay. It's we'll a show on Netflix, it. right? It is muy incredible. That's terrible. It'll uh, be muy increíble. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> don't go half Moving and half on, on me, man. <laughs> it's, you know, like Soylent, half and half, which chocolate protein powder. <laughs> you, you cut your Spanish <laughs> with English. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, no, Narcos is very good. Uh, good show. You should watch it. Uh, I learned a lot actually from it. I didn't know anything about, about drugs. Uh, well, yeah, that and Pablo Escobar had no idea about his life. It's about Pablo Escobar. See, nice. That's for dad. That means it's true. Uh, so chocolate protein powder. That's what I had for breakfast today, actually, and most days. Or so I skip you're it. basically on soylent. Um, no, the thing for me. Uh, that's nice about Sorlin is I feel like it helps you regulate what you eat when you're not eating great food. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part for me about like cooking or being a foodie. You can never get really great and you can never get really low. It like averages things out. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's more like I love food and I eat a lot mm-hmm. of it. So when I'm not eating good food, I would want to be eating like just the healthiest, like, you know, not mm. tons of calories kind of thing. Because being a foodie is like not necessarily healthy. Hmm. Correct. It's sort of like anti goals. That's pretty great. Oh, it's so I good. hate sugar Fort though. Gras? Like that oh. helps. Wow, interesting. Yeah, yeah sugars. Mm. My wife's a baker, so mine too. Li- oh re- no way! Like wedding cakes or cupcakes? Not like Everything? that. But oh, like bread. But, uh, I converted her to bread. She used to be cakes all the time. Yeah, so that's Kaylee, and it's both the best thing about my life and the worst thing because we always have cakes in our house, and I just eat them all day. So I have this theory that I broke my sweet tooth when How did you do it? I made myself an eight layer ice cream birthday cake one year and ate like all of it. Like Matilda style? Like just ate the whole cake? <laughs> Not in one sitting, <laughs> but close. With a gym teacher standing over your back or whatever <laughs> yeah. she was, principal. Exactly. Yeah. It was like yeah. layer of brownies, Very intimidating. layer of like coffee ice cream, <sighs> layer so of good. Oreos, layer of like cookie I want dough. Like right it was now. insane. I really and then that. I coated it in French meringue, and it was amazing. I want to watch Matilda right now. It was a good movie. That was a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on from the food, what were we? Soyland? But sugar is like feature creep. Do you guys make it? It's apps? not good for you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but but we want it so, so good. So bad. Yeah. It, it's so nice at the time, but it's bad. Wow, guys, these yeah. are really great metaphors. We could write a book. We're analogizing. We should write a really great like medium post uh, about this. Analogy. Do you want to know my favorite medium post of all time? Is it yours? No. The burrito <laughs> one. Have you not read this? No. Wait. Oh, it I is glorious. Like I might have seen it. It's some guy who loves burritos and he gets a burrito made for him where the ingredients, instead of lengthwise, they're compartmentalized. <laughs> it, oh, it is so good. That sounds terrible. It, it is terrible, first of all. And his post is just so good in terms of like, he really conveys the feeling that you get when you go to Chipotle and they don't mix up your burrito and you take a bite and it's pure sour cream. Like it's the best post. You should watch it or read it. <coughs> it's in the show notes. I like that. Show notes is sort of like you just can do whatever you want with them after the fact, right? We're also going to put in the show notes a link to my Twitter profile and you should follow it. Already there. And Charity Water. Give money to the poor people. Done. And also... Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. We're here. I got half an hour. I got nothing. <laughs> here's, here's a funny gif of a penguin in the show notes. Yeah. Brian, uh, I like homework. that. I like that. <laughs> Do you want to know my favorite thing about Slack currently? 
is uh, the Giphy integration. I turn it off. Oh, I turn it off so from the good. spec Slack team. That's probably wise, actually. But we use it at Wealthfront uh, Slack, and it's just so good to be able to just do like Giphy, you know, whatever. I sense a segue. What are you What are you guys excited about right now? I'm excited about tools. I'm, yes. excited. I'm always and you're excited writing about tools. About tools. Uh, I did. I wrote to you. There's yeah. more coming. Maybe more Is, coming. Okay. My big question. Yeah. Ever since I first saw the fir- like, they first re- saw the first one. Real. The tools are built. Is that your question? The tools are built. They exist somewhere. Not in an abstract way. Does that make sense? So, for example, the data one actually works, but it works for that API. So I don't know. It wouldn't work if you just gave it like a mm. like Facebook. Like if you did the FQL query, it wouldn't work. So they're like half built, but it's not just it's, like it's after thing. effects. It is, it is made. Yeah. And that's part of what I enjoy about it is figuring out like, well, you sort of realize like auto layout, for example, is actually an incredibly non-trivial like computer science problem. There's like multiple papers written on it. Yeah. It's, it's good to go through like building that. And I worked on one, do you, uh, what was it called? Tweak? Tweak app? I don't know that one. The Ring of Bell? Mm-mm. It was like the very first native iOS thing I did uh, like two or no, three years ago now. It was native prototyping on like an iPad. So you basically had like the left side was properties and the right side was like the viewer on an iPhone. And I wanted to build like, it was not quite like QC, maybe more like um, principal that just came out mm-hmm. or... From uh, Daniel Hooper. He's in our spec team. Oh, nice. Yeah, that yeah. guy is a baller. It was just him, right? In principle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mad. Apparently pops. it's based on Micah, the internal Apple tool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked on that. Micah is the best thing because if you know it, you know it. And if you don't, you have no idea what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. Yeah, it seems like a modern Micah that's like looks reasonable. It's interesting. I have some things with how it's done, but it's okay. We'll have talk. you seen uh, Mate? I don't know how to pronounce it. Majd? Mate. Oh, Mate. Uh, oh, yes. He did, he did the, the plugin. The plugin for Sketch to yeah. like auto layout. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's actually, I know some other people working on some things that on Sketch that are like going to be pretty cool, I think. Um, I'm super into Sketch Data Populator right now. Really? Yeah. Do you use it? I do. Nice. Nice. It, it seems very close to a lot of what you were trying to do. Yeah. I think that was around actually even before. I like, think it felt like it was been prompted around by your post. Maybe I'm wrong. Something. I think Matej's was. Matej. We should really find out how to say that. Don't you sit next to him? What? His first name's Mate. I don't know how to pronounce Mate. his last name. Oh, okay. No, that's awesome that he made that. Like, that's sort of my whole point. Like, so with Tweak, the, the thing I made on the iPad, like, it's a good proof of concept, but I don't actually want to build, like, the tools. I don't have, like, the skills or, like, the time to, like, fully make those things. So I'm hoping that other people just take some of those ideas and, like, run with them. Because all, like, these ideas are not, like, mine, right? Like, there's a bunch of people I've ta- been talking to for years about this stuff. It's amazing how many people have read them. Like, it just shows, I think, the uh excitement that is like in this area and people mm-hmm. are really they're understanding that like oh man we are like we do have pretty terrible tools i think people much. realize that we need better tools at this point yeah it's, they just don't work for it but then there's also the side of well at what point do you just start coding it yeah i mean that's like the hard thing right is at the end of the day if if you can code that's always going to be like for your project uh so the data one's interesting right like why you know why is that not available more broadly or in an abstract way. Well, I think it's probably because like data works differently at different companies. Like at Facebook, you have like FQL, right? Which is this amazing thing, but nobody else has that, right? Like Dropbox doesn't work that way. 
So the tools that like you might, the things you might build into like QC or even Framer at Facebook don't apply to like a designer at Dropbox or at Spotify or like wherever else you are. That's the problem. And then what ha- ends up happening probably is like somebody like Brandon Walken, right? Or whoever like ends up just like coding it for that company. And then, then that company has that tool and it's awesome and great. But then, you know, the world doesn't have that. So yeah, I think to your point, like, like the bounds of where we can go will always be ahead of where the tools are. Because you have to build tools in an abstract way that is applicable to like anybody in any situation versus your one specific situation. Like you're going to be able to just build a custom tool that's like better for that. I mean, that's like what Micah is, right? Yeah, it's a good question. Tools though. Sketch, I think Sketch uh, is pretty awesome. And like we should be thanking like Peter and those guys because it really pushed, I think, a lot of the field forward. And then like the way that they implemented plugins on top of that is also amazing, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so many great integrations that are coming because and the they were in JavaScript, which is yeah, like, which is reasonable. Holy yeah. shit. Well, is so it like CocoScript? Well, JavaScript. both. Well, yeah. It's so like CocoScript a- is like JavaScript, but you can call like Objective-C methods and APIs with it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, Adobe just like, sometimes I want to know who is actually working in Adobe. Like what do they think when they wake up and make we decisions? We talked to someone who designs Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Did you? Brady Evans. Brady, yeah, uh, Brady's good. She's great. I hung out with her in Austin, actually, at a dinner. So she had a really optimistic viewpoint of Sketch, which was that it's a net win for the other world. for there to be competitors in the UI yeah. design space. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like if you sort of like, I love this idea that a rising tide raises all boats. Yep. So Sketch is going to do things. Photoshop has to respond. Like it just it does make it better. But I mean, Adobe has had plugins for like decades, right? But they used to be Flash based, and you had to write them in like Flash. Which is just like crazy. And then recently, I think it was like CS6 or something, they switched it over to JavaScript. But yeah, the way that Sketch has done it is just like amazing. Because you get full like OSX like control. Like you can write your own Windows and like everything. Anything that you can do in a Mac app, you can do in a Sketch plugin, basically. Uh, Which is like really great. There's some, I've seen some like really crazy stuff that. Are you writing plugins? Uh, Yeah, there's a couple that I've written. Um, I have some on GitHub. Are you actively writing new ones though? There is, there's one I'm working on at Wealthfront where like a lot of times designers will need to do graphs, right? Like it's a financial services thing. So a lot of times they'll just like, you know, like make a fake graph, right? And it's always just like awesome, like up and to the right graph. But uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm making a plugin that just like pulls in some random subset of real data and like makes the graph for you. And then you can like style it, but it like the curve of the graph is actually like a real uh, like performance chart as opposed to just like, a random That's set cool. of things. Have you ever tried the Chartwell font? I've been working on designing Chartwell. charts right now. So it's called FF Chartwell. And I feel like I've heard of You this. give it a series of numbers and you change the the colors of the numbers. So like you might have like five numbers. It'll be like yeah. one, th- one plus two plus three plus four plus five. And the plus is just a delineation. And then you change the color of the one, and the two, three, four, five. And then you change it to a set of uh, open type like stylistic alternates. Yeah. And it converts it to a chart interesting it's crazy it's the most unique thing you style how can you style it like is it a bar chart or a line chart any you change that using like font family stuff that's oh so chartwell bars chartwell rose chartwell it blew my mind it's been around for several years who made that i have to look that up it'll be in the show notes but in theory you just port that with an api and you have real data automatically converted into a chart with style applied to it yeah i mean if all you need is like a string that's, that's like all you need pretty yeah. great it's pretty huh. great. i was designing some charts and i was like how am i going to make these yeah i yeah. was like d3 no nah, i don't really want to do that 
pen tool custom curves so i I looked it up uh and there's a web version and i was like perfect that's pretty amazing i would do that i will check that out is that sketch plugin something you'll be able to open source because probably yeah yeah i see you know what, what you're saying like all these people at different companies have these cool ideas for things and then yeah. sometimes they're locked down, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, like, I've talked with Brandon and like Drew about this, but like all the stuff that I make, I'll always try to like open source it because like in, in basically every industry and definitely ours, like you really are standing on like the shoulders of giants and other people, like everybody's got here with some help from somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like mentors or, you know, you learn it, somebody teaches you a cool, you know, tool thing or you teach you how to use photoshop or whatever whatever that is stack overflow yeah oh my gosh like you mean how people program yeah for sure uh so i think there's a lot of like i guess in many ways i feel like we all have a responsibility to like give back um i mean i remember i grew up on like you know photoshop tutorials you know and just Mm -hmm. learning like how to like do things how to do crazy effects so Yep, um, I did so many of those. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like all day, like for album sure. covers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you get form signatures? Did you guys design those? I did not. What? Uh, I didn't do. That. You don't remember? Oh man, I like, remember them. I didn't do yeah. them. Okay, form signatures were awesome back in the day. Counter Strike forums and stuff. Oh man. Yeah. CS. Were you a player? No. God no. <laughs> what? You say that like it's a bad thing. I'm a little offended. I didn't play CS. It's okay. So tools are cool. What's new? You're Brian. You have a new thing congrats yeah. right facebook yeah sort yep. of new joined facebook two months ago when the how do you feel i love it it's exactly what, what i was looking what for what team are you on i'm working on payments uh specifically uh, in the messenger team in messenger so i'm not on the i messenger keep calling team. it messenger money and he keeps calling it payments in messenger i'm like that's the worst name i don't think there's a problem call it messenger money it's it's essentially just m&ms the- that's way better <laughs> yeah Bryn's right m&ms yeah so i work and instead on, of an uh, and like an ampersand just use a dollar sign Oh, smart. Oh, that's actually pretty smart. Cool. Yeah, pretty Copyright huge. Copyright 2015, uh, Brian Levin. Facebook Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, do you work so with like, Luke Woods? Uh, I do not still? work with Luke Woods. He's on a different org. Oh, okay. But, uh, that's fun. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so basically, like, you can send money to people in Messenger. Yeah. And it's famous. really, really easy to do. And yeah. I'm working on making that better. Is M a part of that team? No. So M is within Messenger. Okay. Uh, and then when you buy stuff through M. Yeah. Like I would. I would I've yet to that. do that. I came close. Do you it's have interesting. To M? I do. Somebody hooked me up. What thank, do you think? Thank you. Whoever I, hooked me uh, up. I, I don't know how far we should go into this discussion. I Brian. Know, I don't know how much I can say. If you're a Facebook manager, Brian's telling us everything right now. Uh, we'll no, turn off I, the microphones, but he'll tell us anyway. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, let's see. I was you impressed. Have no proof he didn't. I'm trying to think of a couple of things I did that I was actually like a little bit impressed with it. Uh, gave me some whiskey recommendations that were like decent. I mean, if you're talking to like a person, like a, somebody who loves whiskey, they might be a little bit better, but like pretty decent. So I asked it where I could buy, I started cycling recently and I needed new bib shorts and I was like, Hey, can you find some for me? And it gave me two Amazon options, which was like pretty, pretty good. I was like, yeah, I'll have those. Can you like have it, you know, next day or something and i wasn't able to figure that out so it was like oh estimated date was like you know standard shipping or something so i feel like it's i don't know if it'll get there so there's less human component than i expected then i've heard there's none yeah i don't know there is human component oh yeah can you you say that yeah 
if like I, I i'm sure talk, there's some heuristic i can like, talk about AI. anything that the wired article wrote essentially so the wired wrote a great piece about how they're mixing human and ai yeah, yeah. is it mechanical turks no facebook interns <laughs> it's actually brian yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on messenger payments in that I'm actually paying <laughs> Amazon to send stuff to you. <laughs> yep. That's why you don't call it messenger money. It's literally just payments in messenger. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I want to try to use it for like a reservation or something like that. Uh, I, I heard operators really good at that. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? Is I really want like just for like a number of things that I as a human would have to do. So for example, like calling an airline to like, you know, to confirm a flight or check in or something or book a flight or getting a reservation or checking if something's in stock or making an appointment, like any of those class of things, it'd be amazing if that could just be handled for me. And I'm sure you all are like thinking about this. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. It is impressive. Boom. So uh, I'm curious about your recent move because you're not Wealthfront. Yeah. What are you working on? I am. Uh, let's see. What am I working on? I started for drinking coffee. Yeah, so we're right next to Blue Bottle, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, not to further create stereotypes for designers. Dude, Blue Bottle is not where it's at. I keep Who telling are people you? it's not. Who are you? It's Sight Glass you... and maybe Four Barrel. Well, guess what? In Palo Alto, we only have Blue Bottle and Starbucks. What so... even is Palo Alto? Wow. Uh, the greatest <laughs> city on the earth. No, Palo Alto is cool. Let's see. Wealthfront. Yes. Uh, working on one small project uh, right now. And I just kind of started recently. So, and I have a bunch of travel coming up. So, I haven't really just been like, yeah, meeting people, you know, getting coffees, trying to help like the team just kind of grow. Uh, there's a few designers there already, but yeah, it's been fun. What are the biggest design challenges there? Changing people's behavior, like without a doubt. What? It's behavior? sort of investing. Okay. Uh, so, it's sort of amazing. Do you know what Wealthfront does? Yes. Are you a user? Uh, I'm not. I we use... can sign you up right now. I use an Look at him boosting the metrics. Is it a better service? No, I think Wealthfront is probably a better betterment service. Uh, I think Wealth Wealthfront is probably a better executed version of what I use. But do you use betterment? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Do you use Robin? No. That's a different thing. I don't even know. I, Charles Schwab. No. Mine's not like... E-Trade. He's being really coy about this. He I'm is. not trying to be coy because I use... <laughs> is it... God. <laughs> is it, is it <laughs> payments in Brian? <laughs> Uh, we I can like, move on. Well, I like acorns. So, okay. Um, I don't slightly. Yeah, that's what? that's like a stock. So, so th- that's not a thing. Let's let's stop and pause. Tell us what Wealthfront is, and then we can learn about Wealthfront Wealth is automated financial advice. Uh, so basically, the premise is like you give it money, and it just does the most optimal thing for you when it comes to things like minimizing taxes, uh, maximizing gain for risk you know, diversifying your, your assets and all that. So it's pretty like great sort of backend service. So the behavioral bit is if you, if you look at market, like people just are terrible at investing and there's so many like anecdotes about this, right? So if you look at how people invest in the stock market, when the stock market goes up, people buy. Uh, and then when the stock market goes down, like this past week, right? People sell everything. Which is actually like really terrible. The exact opposite. Yeah, literally like the opposite of basically what you want to do. Uh, so people, effectively people try to time the market, right? They're like, oh, now's like a really bad time. I should sell. But you have no idea what's going to happen. Like it could rebound, right? The best thing for you to do is just invest your money and wait for 30 years. And again, like minimize your fees and take advantage of like harvesting your tax losses and stuff. So I think behaviorally, it gets really interesting with like, and as we expand into like potentially other financial services, like how do you... You know, saving, it's like eating healthy. It's a thing that you should do, 
and like maybe you know kind of how to do it or you definitely know that you should do it but like most of us don't eat healthy like all of the time right it's not nearly as fun exactly so are there like what are the ways where you can communicate or use like design to get people to do like the right thing for themselves right or for their kids for like you know their future like whatever so can you give examples of what you guys are doing to to alleviate that or change that behavior good question i don't know of any right now he's just jumping into it i just started brian i know but i want to know everything uh because that is really interesting behavior to change especially like for our generation where oh yeah i mean the big kind of thesis is like what does that even mean a thesis no no our generation for our generation why i think for younger people uh the idea of investing is intimidating and also many places have minimum buy-ins i don't know totally no yep uh it's 500 dollars, which is really low that's very low and the other thing is like people right so at charles schwab if you want to invest you have to like there's some person who becomes your advisor who starts like selling you on things which a 20 year old doesn't need none of us want that right like you basically want like to sms like something and like tell it what to do so i think there's a lot of interesting kind of interaction things right of how do you like Wealthfront doesn't have any salespeople or financial advisors. It's all kind of like algorithmic based. Um, so how do you create, you know, trust and comfort of interacting in that way for millennials? So yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, the team's pretty small. It's in Palo Alto, which is amazing. You should come visit. Okay. We have, did you know that Facebook was started there? Have you heard of Facebook? Do you? I mean, technically, use? yes, I knew that Palo, okay. like Palo Alto is <laughs> a thing. I have one more question for you. Sure. I've been looking through all your stuff and on That's your awkward. about every page, single thing. Okay. Literally hacking you. <laughs> um, Please don't hack me. I, He's Mr. Roboting you on your about page. How can I watch? Can we? Oh, I want to know. Segway. How do I watch that? I bought Online. them all on iTunes. I, I bought them all oh, on Amazon. Oh, I've been trying to find out. Talk about frustrations. Why is it so that hard Hulu to stream USA thing? content? Like, it, like sports. I want to watch like cycling or something. I would gladly pay money to watch a foreign sport show thing and it's impossible. Apple TV would, they're already doing Fix the cross that. search, which I know other people don't like. Yeah. Do Ideally, that, it really does seem like that's where it's going to solve that. It should I've be, actually, do people do that today? I haven't heard of the cross provider search before. Roku, yeah. I use, uh, oh, I don't use that. there was crackle. Can I stream it? That, I Have you heard of that? Can I stream it.com? No, but it sounds amazing. You type in the name of the thing and it searches. Why isn't it dot TV? It might be actually. Missed opportunity. It might be. Or can I stream dot it? That's the one. Anyway. <laughs> one question. So you've been stalking me. On your about page, it says, you, ha- you going back in time, you were like at these different companies and then there's this huge stretch right at the beginning, 2001 to 2009, just mm. called freelancing. Yeah. So I want to know how you got into design and how you freelanced for that long and like kind of grew as a designer. Eight years sounds like high school and college. Basically. A little bit before, too. Good guess. Well done. Uh, that is a good question. Yeah, I think the start of that for me was like literally convincing some like local business in Kentucky, you know, that they needed. Well, they did need a website, right? And they were like, oh, how do I do this? Does Kentucky uh, do websites? Kind of. They just okay. got electricity in 2000. So Perfect. Guys, Kentucky's really been in the news lately. I know. <sighs> for being backwards. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. It's like <sighs> so embarrassing. Come on, Kentucky. 
Uh, I'm actually from the northern part, which is right near Cincinnati. So, so not the state of Louisville. Not nope, not the state <laughs> of Louisville. But I do love bourbon. So yeah, for, you know, making websites for small businesses like that wasn't 40 hours a week, uh, but that was like my job. I've actually like never had a real quote unquote real job uh, besides for like web design. So as long as I've been working, which was like for a long time, it's been doing like websites and like selling them. Uh, and then, yeah, towards the very end of high school, I did to start to work basically full time for a couple different companies. And then I would say my first, yeah, less accounting, a uh, guy named Alan Branch, amazing guy. Uh, he's sort of my first like mentor. Uh, do you guys remember like forums? Like, did you ever get freelance work on forums back mm-hmm. in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's one called like webhostingforum.com, I think, or WHF or something. Uh, and we met. Yes. Yeah, dude, there's a section for like design needs. Yeah, Brian just perked up like you've never seen. Holy shit! Yeah. You just throwback. I designed a. Banner you should put a song that. right now. I designed a banner for that forum. Yeah, no, it's a cool. It was a big forum. It was for like it was mainly for people <laughs> that ran hosting businesses, but yeah. it was also somehow where people would go to ask for like web design. Yeah, uh, and so I met Alan through that. Like he had he uh, he had a small business accounting tool, which I think some of the hosters used or something. Somehow we corresponded uh, and I just started like freelancing for them. So that was my first, I would say, foray into like doing what is today product design, uh, you know, in the sense that you're you obviously design the marketing page, the conversion page, and then like getting into a little bit of like application design. Um, but yeah, before I mean, for college, the years that I went, I definitely like did freelance design to like get through that. Uh, and that was just for... Yeah, literally anything. Like, there's some weird, like, the projects were much more varied, you know, back then. Like, one of them was one of those, like, company year in review. Do you guys, like, know what I'm talking about for a big, I am saying, like, the like print quite a bit. Stuff? Yeah. Like, yeah, you design, yeah. like, a big. Jeff Tehan talked about this quite a bit. Yeah. It's, like, insane that companies do that and spend, I don't understand what it's for, but that was, like, one project that I remember, which is just totally random did a website for an art studio thing, just unrelated. So yeah, just a lot of various things uh, to stay busy, like designing. And then I eventually switched into like, okay, focusing on, you know, like product design sort of became a thing as like a discipline. And interaction design has been a thing for for a long time. But, you know, in the way that we think of it today, I think Facebook in a lot of ways is the thing. 2007? Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. Why Uh, Why do you say Facebook is the thing? Well, I think, I mean... I remember Saleo telling me that's that was the title that they chose uh, at Facebook for their recs was, you know, hey, product designers. We're hiring like product designers instead of like UI. Like UI designer used to be big or web designer. UI slash UX. UI slash UX. Webmaster. Slash icon. Yeah, sure. I think Louis Mantia has a good rant on titles like that. But yeah, that's when product designer came, became a thing. And uh, now, yeah, most of us think like, oh, we're product designers. But really, it's thanks to... Maybe Facebook. I didn't realize that. Yeah, because I mean, in if you go to an art school and you say you're a product designer, they're like, "Oh, cool, you make chairs and stuff, right?" You're like, "No, I make websites." Like, "Oh, so you're a web designer?" No, a product designer. So it's a little bit of a valley thing. But it's like web apps versus websites. Exactly. It's, yeah. If you make an app. Yeah. Well, and things I also th- used to be like web web apps were a thing, but now they're just websites, right? People don't think of that delineation. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is sort of like an app now, right? I think only like the engineers think of it that way. Yeah, yeah. Or you, you know, f- like Facebook being an app where you could do things and you could do inputs and, you know, comment on things. That was like pretty, and Flickr as well, like all these things were pretty novel 
Gmail, right? Bring like it back, back to Stuart Butterfield with the Flickr. Stuart Butterfield, man. Photos, people talking. What designers do you look good. up to? Great question. The only reason I ask is because we were talking about Stuart Butterfield. No. Is he a designer? No. no. But it, it, that was my train of thought. I'm like, oh, we brought him up a couple times. Yeah. Who do you look up yeah. to? I've been really fortunate to work with some like amazing designers. And I'd say there's probably like an IC designers and then just other influential people. So for IC people, there's a guy named Nathan Bohr. Do you know him? He kind of flies under the radar, but just an incredibly thoughtful designer. He was at Facebook for a number of years and now he's doing, I think just some other stuff, just really, really thoughtful person, really curious person. Also kind of, you know, self-taught in a lot of ways. Just one of those people that's, you know, a little, little like, past you in terms of like age and experience and just you know has like a wisdom and way of thinking about things similarly uh do you know adam michaela supa that no guy? i don't uh worth a goala for a while founded uh last company with josh williams hmm. uh he's a designer uh also just again very thoughtful very like experienced just good ways of thinking thinking about things uh who else Rasmus Anderson is awesome. Rasmus is great. Yeah, he's a weird one. <laughs> really, both as a hu- he's an amazing human, but he's like, I think he's actually a better engineer than a designer. And he might admit, like, he's literally a genius when it comes to engineering. Just like incredibly prolific. And again, just amazing feedback. Amazing teacher. Like, I remember I would do like kind of code reviews with him just to like help me get better and learn. And like always willing to like sit down teach you something uh always happen to know like everything about programming uh you guys did the messenger app wrapper together yeah which is hilarious by the way because it was like out that day the first thing though was like 100 lines of code like yeah it was so simple uh but then like the the media picked it up but then actually since then sebastian's icon too yeah it was so sort of like yeah very I mean, it's hilarious how little work we did on that. Yeah. But since then, actually, Rasmus has done a ton. He's added a lot of stuff into, into that. Uh, like you can you know, drag and drop pictures natively, like share files. He's built like rich previews, which Messenger for a long time didn't have. But yeah, I mean, that guy's just like, again, prolific. Yeah, talk about side projects. He has so, he's like created a uh, programming language. What? Yeah. Is it a good Who one? Who does that? I don't know. What is it? I don't know some smart thing but yeah he's really cool uh saleo really good mentor and friend awesome guy who else we met saleo for the first time at an event that you were speaking at at a google, google thing that's right yeah, yeah. saleo is awesome hilarious laugh like the biggest laugh in the world he's coming on the show in approximately two to three weeks wow uh slight teaser there so basically i i was first i appreciated him you beat saleo yeah i but tend to john gold is also there and John, my favorite like serendipitous moment of recent memory is that do you guys know linda eliason yeah she's uh, coming soon. oh nice she's awesome amazing illustrator designer at dropbox worked with her quite a bit really great great person uh she and john gold were sat like separately bought tickets for an airplane ride from dublin back and they to sat next to each other and they sat next to each other like and they didn't know each other before that <laughs> how amazing is that that's so amazing so an additional piece of that story is that John Gold was supposed to come on the show like the week after that and yeah. he had to bail. And so he tried to hook us up with Linda and then uh, she also amazing. didn't work out. But that's incredible. It continues. Yeah. Oh man. Saleo's going to be on the show. I have lots of Saleo stories. I'll send you a photo of when he had hair. 
Okay. And you can link that. That sounds terrifying. He's going to hate that. Link in the show notes. No, Solaire is a great guy. Uh, Oh, two other guys. Enrique Allen, Ben Blumenfeld, Mm -hmm. Designer Fund. Enrique is going to Hawaii with us too. Yeah, Enrique is awesome. I mean, yeah. I think I'm just in a stage right now of life where I love like the broader design community and being able to help invest in that. And Enrique and Ben for like years have just been doing that. Uh, Just incredibly generous and giving with their time. Uh, and just really trying to push like the design community forward and to be more communal uh, as well. So that's like all the stuff we're working on with spec. Yeah, that makes oh, me really happy. Oh snap! I'm stoked on that. Yeah, there's these other two guys that did a podcast for designer. I it didn't really get popular though. I think with design D. De- mm-hmm. So <laughs> and that's time. All right, and there we are, and here we are. End it. <laughs> Actually, I want to hear. Can we do superlatives for previous guests? Superlatives for previous guests. Yeah. Like who, like we can do it at Spitfire, like random, like who is the most interesting guest of the past two months? John Gold. John Gold. I can combat any of these superlatives with another question for you. Actually, El Luno is really amazing. Do we just want to do it? Oh, El's great. You want to do a rapid fire? What's your question? No, no, no. You keep going. I'm just saying, I'm going to bat them back at you. Okay. Really? Wilson. <laughs> Wilson's very thoughtful. Wilson actually, plot twist, spoiler alert, I never know which one of those he is. Wilson worked with Nathan Bohr uh, at a print sh- uh, newspaper, I think, in Kansas, and they created uh, Drupal? No. Uh, nope. Django. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, way back in the day. Amazing guys. Mm-hmm. Prolific. Mm-hmm. Really thoughtful. What's your question? Oh, you didn't have one. Not for that one. I okay. just didn't want which, to say it. Which guest would you most like to be stuck in a hot air balloon with? Josh Tortino. Oh, interesting. I know he would take he great photos. A hot air balloon. I've seen photos from a hot air oh, balloon wow. with him. That's, and I'm like, wait, that's I a real life situation. Yes. Incredible. Didn't plan that. Bryn's good at these rapid fires. I would have to like sit down and see. I'm a snap list. judgment kind of person, man. Yeah. Because we've had so many cool people. We have. Least likely to survive in a zombie apocalypse. John Gold. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I so feel charming. Like he's a burner. Is he's, he? He's got, uh, that, he's got that burner like ruggedness. He's also British. I feel like British people just like are better at life. He's got a lot of beard in between him and the rest yeah, of the world that's too. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's all for me. Least, that like, least likely to survive a zombie apocalypse. Sam Sophus. Easy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, That's not Sam. true. It's actually Jake Marsh. <laughs> Getting eaten by zombies. Yeah. Awesome. I'm all out. Well, we are also out of time. Oh, cool. Thank you so much for having <laughs> Dude, me. Dude, thanks for coming up. Dude, it was really fun. Thank yeah, you for coming on. This was awesome. Up. Thank you for hosting. Definitely. Uh, go team. Go team. I don't know. Episode 61. We had a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as well. If you did, hit us up on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM, or you can join our Slack team where over 900 designers and developers are chatting about what's going on in the world. Uh, new episodes. We were all on there talking about pre ordering iPhones the other night. That was great. Yep. We talk about the tools we're using, new things happening in technology. It's a lot of fun. If you want to join, go to spec.fm slash Slack. Of course, it's completely free, and we'd love to see you in there. Before we end this episode, we have two sponsors that made this show possible. Huge thanks once again to Code School. 
Code School is an amazing online learning destination for both existing developers and people that just want to learn how to code. They use immersive video content and in-browser challenges to help you learn to code by actually writing code. They help you learn JavaScript, Ruby, Git, HTML and CSS, and iOS. If you're interested in any of those, you can download their iPhone app, their iPad app, or go straight to codeschool.com slash design details for more information and to start learning to code today. Thank you once again to Code School. And once you've learned how to do that, go apply to Hired.com. They'll bring job offers to you. Hired is like a job board in reverse. You get up five plus job offers in a week, and each offer has salary and equity up front, which is pretty insane. It's a pretty good deal. Full-time and contract opportunities, like I said, you can view the offers and accept or reject them before talking to anyone. You don't have to talk to any company. There's no obligations. It's completely free, and they work with over 2,500 pre-screened companies. These employers are from 12 major tech hubs, SF, LA, San Diego, uh, Seattle, New York City, Boston, Austin, Chicago, Atlanta, London, Toronto, or Washington, D.C. And if you get a job through them, they'll give you $2,000. But if you do it using our link, hired.com slash design details, they'll double that to $4,000. And you'll get a job and $4,000. Got nothing to lose. So go check them out, hired.com slash design details. Thanks once again for sponsoring the show. And we'll see you on Monday. Yeah. Did anything happen today, like news-wise? I haven't really. No, nothing big. Yeah. It's a pretty slow day. Awkward. Yeah. That's cool. Did you guys watch the keynote? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes, did we you watch the keynote? Half of it. Yeah. Half of it. Which half? First or uh, last? First half. Yeah. Okay. I think I sk- I had to go into work. Oh, you missed all the cool stuff then. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, did they actually do hardware for the TV? Uh, they did. What? Well, the box. The box. Yeah. Not as hardware. Not a screen. Well, oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. What do you guys think? I disappointed. am more excited about Apple products Ooh. today than I was yesterday. What specifically? Uh, Apple TV felt really good. Yeah. Um, it looked and seemed pretty well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the remote, we'll have to see when you use it. Yeah, it I think the remote would be awesome. Like, yeah. it feels so natural. The yeah. thing that they didn't cover at all for me was like how it will play into the remote app, which is the only way I really control mine. Oh, really? You don't use the hardware I, remote? Nope. I actually like, I usually keep that inside the, uh, we have like a power strip box yeah. and it usually stays in there. So yeah. I know where it is if I need to do something, but. You would think that they would be able to replicate like the same UI, right? On yeah. An iPhone. And with Siri and everything like that, right? It'll yeah. be the same. I thought the best I'm comfortable that it will be. I just thought it was interesting that they'd like left that out. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of those apps though that like it's unclear if Apple is actually supporting them. Like Keynote, yeah. remote mobile app. That may or may not be a thing. True. But very true. I thought the best design detail Hey-oh. uh ding of the whole thing. Yeah, you have a counter. <laughs> uh no, I was really impressed with the Apple TV uh where you could say to Siri, you know, like, oh what did, what did she say? 
and that automatically was really, rewind it yep. 15 seconds, turn on subtitles just for that little bit. I thought that was like quite thoughtful. Very clever. We were just talking about this right beforehand too with the, uh, I, I'm usually very opposed to like UI jewelry, mm-hmm. so to speak, the, yeah. the useless stuff. And yeah. we were talking about the parallax icons. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Like, uh, it's insane the level of production value that Apple is putting into this. And I can't it's imagine not, it's not the designers Apple. that sliced the movie posters to be 3D parallax, right? Yeah. Like somebody had to create it's those like layers. It's like five layers tops. It's up to five layers, I think. Oh, wait. So you can actually... Everyone does them for it? your apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, so yeah. the studios will do that as it's part of the art. Standard, yeah. Whoa. Imagine that job. Like parallax... Parallaxing uh, images, yeah. As um, a designer. This was the first... S upgrade to a phone that I feel like really compelled to get. Wait, what, like for what reason? What specifically? Uh, the 3D touch. Yeah. And the photo having stuff. to design for that is Dude, a big the deal. Camera. I don't. The camera. I don't really care about the live photos. That seems super gimmicky. Have you to me. ever seen Harry Potter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I like my whole life. I've waited for this moment. You've been waiting for video for your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I've never sorry. actually <laughs> seen a gift before. How do you I make think that? I think that Apple, uh, it's like when the iPhone came out, nobody knew what it would be. I think yeah. that's what just happened today with live photo. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden a static photo is going to be like, oh, but what was it like while you were there? Yeah. And now totally. live photo, you can hear yeah. it and well, see it move. This is know. fun, actually. I'm no longer at my former employer, but having worked on a photo app, uh, yeah, we explored Yeah, you were on Carousel, right? Yes. Uh yeah, memory capture is, like, really interesting. When you think of, like, the different formats that we have today, it sort of went from, like, cave drawings to, like, pencil sketches and paintings to, like, photos and video, which is cool. But presumably there's some new format, whether that's, like, 3D capture or something else. But it is pretty exciting to consider, like, the different media type that live photos could could be. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty it's pretty well done. Or it'll be interesting to see if it is well done, but... What do you think of the 3D Touch? Love it. Yeah, I think... Um, I'm glad they rebranded Force Touch. Yeah. Did you hear... Well, Craig messed up like half the time. Oh, was, yeah. He was saying it. I was like, at least like he's making... Some people are saying that it's different than Force Touch. No, it's the same thing. I think it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like the same haptics, right? Just instead of on a trackpad, it's on the phone. Did you see how big the taptic engine is inside it? Large. It's huge. Substantial. That was... Yeah. They went oof. all in on... I mean, if you think about it, it's going to be difficult, I would imagine, for everybody, every other phone manufacturer to recreate, like, the hardware component of that. So that's going to be probably a unique gesture for, like, at least a year or so. Yeah. The interesting discussion I saw today was with 3D Touch, uh, how does that degrade on devices? Mm. And since it won't degrade well, uh, does that mean you can only use existing (laughs) actions within apps i.e you can't have unique 3d touch events like you well, have to have some you, other functionality all, so they've made it clear that to the only things press. you can use it for are shortcuts that's it well for now right yeah but that that's all you get to use it for it's an additional Wait, really? thing yeah it's an additional thing not a like primary i wondered about interface. that because when they showed oh they showed the instagram yeah i think it was the instagram implementation where you you like see peak, a photo peak and, and pop or whatever yeah and then there's an action sheet that was of like like comment or yeah, cancel and it was, looked like very stock ui so i wonder if it is actually it's, it's stuff you can do also but it's not like replacing anything yeah i'm sure the stuff is still there there's got to be an api though that you can just add that as like a new gesture 
Maybe not for now. We should look that up if we have computers. What is resources? What is yeah, research? I just wonder, like, on the Instagram one, will will it degrade to long press? Or yeah. is it going to be... Do you That's have to now I be th- aware of, like, two different interaction patterns on the same view depending on which device? Like, how does that change the way you design for? Yeah, I think that'll be a little weird for a while as people get used to... Because the problem with gestures that are not, you know, tap or swipe is that they're hard to discover. So it'll take a little while, I'm sure, for people to get used to like that as a normal thing. But oftentimes swipe is even hard for a lot of people. Yeah. Like if they don't see an affordance for it, they're just like, nope. Yeah. Or signifier, I guess. I mean, think of how long it took, like swipe to dismiss photo. It took, what is that? At least three years for that to become like ubiquitous and actually in like the photos.app now where it was in Facebook like three years ago, I feel like. Yeah. I think Twitter's still figuring it out as well. (laughs) It's like up and down only. Yeah. Not See, coming sometimes from tw- it's X, sometimes it's swipe. Yeah. Coming from Tweetbot, where you can just throw a photo in any direction, yeah. I I still like mess it up all that the time. That should be like an OS standard. Yeah. Like well, it you, is now. If you lightbox a photo, yeah, 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 it's getting there. But like yeah. support, like this is in the Hague or something like that. Yeah. Swipe for this If a photo's lightbox, just swipe. But yeah. In any direction. In any direction. That's the important part. Yes. Not yes. just up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 3D touch, I think, is really interesting because if you think about it, it's basically, uh, it's long press, but much shorter, right? So that was always, this was a thing also on Carousel we ran into, like, to detect a long press gesture, you first have to do a tap gesture, and then you have to wait some amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. So is it 300 milliseconds, 400 milliseconds? With 3D touch, I guess they were saying it takes about 10 milliseconds to figure out, you know, if it's a force touch, so... That may seem small, but like think about how many billions oh, of so gestures. Fast. Yeah, it's like years of time are going to be saved on long press actions. So, have you been using 3D uh, iOS nine at all? No, this is actually the first year ever for me that I've not like done beta iOS stuff just because I'm not working on. You on made a very smart choice. Oh, um, did I? I've been stuck mm-hmm. on the nine beta. Which it's it's going to be great. It's just really bad right now. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I'm really excited as well is the the 3D touch to multitask. Yeah. Uh, just do it on the edge of the screen. Yeah, that seems very natural. Like, this is the most like first world problem. But you like, just pull from the edge of the screen. You force, force touch, pull, force pull, edge of screen. Three uh, D pull. Three D pull, edge of screen. Yeah. Uh, you didn't see that in the video. I wasn't paying attention. That that looks awesome because yeah. right now the workflow is double tap home button. There's the what like four hundred yeah. millisecond animation. Yeah. Yeah. Swipe over. Swipe select. Yeah. Four hundred millisecond animation. Yeah. Like, I've actually turned those off on my phone. Like the. That's smart. Yeah, it's just reduce so, motion. Super, yeah, yeah, yeah I have so that good. as well with low battery mode in uh, nine. I have that on uh, all the time. Turns off animations. Turns off. Does that kill apps also for you in the background? It turns off some background okay. app refreshing. Nice, um, nice. Yeah. So it's like power nap on your Mac. Sorta. Why does Bryn get featured by Dre headphones? These are. Uh, <laughs> I kind of take offense to that a little oh. bit. These are They're much cool. nicer than those. Oh, They're also but thank mine. You. Wait, thank I thought you. Beats was top, top notch. <laughs> and you copied mine, so yes. you're welcome. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. What was the most surprising thing for y'all about the keynote? A pencil. And that you charge it by sticking it into the bottom of an iPad, and it kind of like, I don't know, it looks super dorky. Dude, I've... 15 seconds gets you 30 minutes of usage. That's insane. You see that, all that, that the... That technology is crazy. All the shit flying around about like, oh, Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs yep. stylus. Yep. I think that is the dumbest argument. Yeah. Because one guy talking, said something once. Well, not even yeah, that. Yeah, he was wrong. He was, he was wrong. talking about the phone. He was talking yeah. about phone input. 
yeah for like doing everything right like old palm pilots like you have the primary everything yeah this is for like artists yeah drawing keep in mind he was also saying it in 2007 yeah I don't know. I just think that's such a dumb point. Yeah. I, I think the pencil looks great. I won't buy it. I won't use it. Yeah. Uh, is it hey, awkward though? Because wasn't 53's uh, thing, thing called, called the pencil? pencil? And, and 53's listed as a partner. <laughs> and they just oh. announced uh, their iPhone app today during the keynote. <laughs> what was it? It's, they're making an iPhone app that's the exact same thing with their yeah. current pencil. Interesting. Paper? For iPhone? Paper with their 53 pencil. Yeah. Interesting. I can get behind that. I wonder if they'll be cross compatible. Yeah, that's I because yeah, they already figured out pencil? the hardware stuff, right? Like, they well, they've only that out. all can you only use it with the new iPad. I think so. Okay, that's my understanding. I could be wrong. That sounds right, though. Yeah, it's something with the display, like or at this. least like the the force, you know, like depth of touch. That's in the my only. That's in the, the pen, though. Oh, it might need the A nine X processor, though. Well, but but the pressure sensitivity when they showed the pen yeah. they, it was in the pen, that'd be smart. But the fifty three pencil already has pressure sensitivity and yeah, angle. Yeah, but it's, it's not very good though. It's not as precise. Yeah, like I I have two of them at my house and yeah. I do not like so them very much. If Apple can make that better, then I say go for it. I would love to. Oh, I'm sure they can try make it someone's else. Yeah. Someone I mean, the video looks pretty. I'm sure all those videos are like total 3D. But oh, can we talk about how awesome their freaking CGI work is yeah, in every good. single video? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. World class. Like turning the the traffic flowing in and out of the CPU into the traffic flowing through a city. You know grid. what? Yeah. Instead of using ILM, they should probably just use the Mac like marketing video people for Star Wars. They, they're really good at planets. That's a good point. You guys oh, are yeah. so good at planets. <laughs> the planets are great. I that's that was true. Cool. And like basically like sun rising over a planet or a yeah. curve. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I'm most excited about. Probably Yeah, probably the camera on the 6 Plus. Success. Ugh. I hate Six, that name success. so much. Success. Who tweeted, someone tweeted that. So many if people have tweeted that. A lot. So many people. Is it, be a success. is it the 6 Plus S or 6S Plus? 6S Plus. Really? Yep. God, that is so confusing. Naming. It's hard. <laughs> but yeah, camera. I'm, I'm trying to get to a world where I only shoot photos on my phone. Do you I, have a DSLR or something? Uh, I used to. Uh, I have an upcoming trip and I'm just renting like a Sony RX1R because it's, it's like a pocket camera basically. It's not a mm-hmm. giant. I used to have a Canon 5D, which is this like it's a monster. backpack and lenses and you know, you want a tripod. and I mean, it's fun, but it just takes you... It takes the serendipity a little bit out of photography versus a pocket camera. I've heard that the ARCs one's a little slow to shoot, but other than that, I've only heard good things. Yeah. And maybe that was just the first version. Yeah. I think Uh, think that's actually Tim Van Dam's review that I read at first about it. Yeah, he has one. I do recall that. Uh, Apparently, the Leica Q is like the, I mean, also the most expensive, but it's like the, the new best kind of pocket camera that you could like feasibly carry around in a jacket pocket. But yeah. If you want to shoot with a Leica, it's all manual, right? I don't believe that the Q is. Oh, the Q has some sort of... It's not a rangefinder. Got it. Uh, so I think there is like autofocus on okay. that. But I also could be wrong there. I feel like... But. Having Sebastian explain to me how to focus it was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That was the only like I've ever played with was his when he came over to record. And I was like, dude, line there's up, good photographers the out there and they can do this. But like, I want autofocus. Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's what, that's what rangefinders are. <laughs> I really want the A7R2. Mm. I do, do too. too. I just need four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. 
is a bad pun. It's not that much. It's like twenty six hundred. There's no way it's four grand. That's what like a like a Q cost. I think that's what like a like a like a like a I imagine that if you bought the body a lens or two to support it. They're email lenses, so they're they come cheap. Okay. A good one, yes. Expensive. You should do it and tell us. All right, right I, now. I'm saying that could I could see that being over three thousand dollars easily yeah. total. Um, I know that some of the lenses our friends have have been over a thousand dollars So I think it depends on how much you want to invest. Yeah, but keep in mind that you're counting among our friends like Christoph Tozier and Josh Sortino Uh, Very abnormal friends. (laughs) Okay. They are abnormal, but It is they have expensive Eh, It's three thousand two hundred dollars You weren't too far off. (laughs) Uh Well done Uh, No, but the for iPhone photography, it's it's really getting to like an amazing point, right? Uh, and when you look at it, like, do I spend three grand and then have all this like extra stuff or just a normal phone that happens to have this incredible camera? I'm pretty excited about that. Although 4k video is crazy. Like hopefully that's an option that you can turn off. That's going to be very heavy, especially when they still make a 16 gig device. Yeah. What? It was 35 seconds total on the 16 gig. (laughs) Was it seriously? It's a tweet I read. 16, 35 seconds of 4k. If you have nothing else on your phone. If you have nothing else. Wow. That's a bad user unverified, experience. Unverified. Maybe we'll have updated specs. Well, I mean, if it's a, like... But it, it makes sense, They can't right? compress it <laughs> that fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, interesting. But for photos, though, yeah, I'm excited. So... What about... Man, so many people are tweeting this. Uh, drop Shadows making a pretty big comeback in Apple TV. It's uh, It's flat illustrations with giant drop shadows. Massive, massive drop shadows. There's a lot of depth. It's well, yeah. It's it's not, it's not flat per se. It's several flat layers. Yes. Almost like a material. Interesting. Hmm. You could say. I would say that. I'd yeah. say several <laughs> a lot materials. of blurs. Yeah, yeah. I do. I actually really, I'd love to hear your take mm. on this. Uh, the material sort of Z index stacking of like the card texture versus uh, the use of blur as a depth. Oh, a depth indicator. Depth indicator. That is a good question. I also like the Z-Index Blur. It's a little more simpler, I feel like. And I'm not... I guess the Blur has been used, yeah, to indicate depth. But I feel like I've also seen it not used in that way. Or not as explicitly, like, this thing is on top of the other. But, yeah. There's definitely a lot of Blur going on in Apple yeah, TV. tons of Blur. I'm kind of a, impressed by it, too, because that's not an inexpensive, like, rendering. Like, it, yeah. it takes some effort. How does it do it? <laughs> It's actually, can we get okay. an app on here? Where's, where's Mark Edwards? Oh. Yeah, Mark but, Edwards no, will know this. files. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because for iOS 7, there were a few designers that we were just like looking at the beta and trying to figure stuff out. I think that was when they introduced the translucency. Uh, it's actually pretty crazy. So they basically sample, they do pixel sampling of the underlying color. And then, so everything is blurred the same amount, but then the, uh, the saturation shift is like dynamic, right? So it depends on the color. There's basically a matrix you can like class dump like UI kit and it will show you. But depending on the color of the pixel, they'll like shift that pixel's uh, saturation by like a certain amount. So it's not like you just like you don't drag saturation up like plus 10. It's very like dynamic based on what is underneath it, which is actually super impressive, like from an engineering standpoint. It is. Pre- it's yeah. It will. What's crazy to me is that somebody at Apple like figured out, OK, if it's like between this and this saturation level and color. 
we're going to like shift it this much. It's like a lot of work to do that, I guess. But I mean, that's Apple. It's yeah, it's well done though. I, it's probably fast now. Cause I think we're on iOS nine. Right. So, and all that stuff is like GPU accelerated, but it's, it's fun to dream. Of that's, the what day they, when, that's what they built metal for. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. We just want <laughs> to be running directly on the metal. Yeah. It'll be a dream when that comes to the web, but I don't think it ever will. Well, you have Why? CSS It's already now. there. Um, what a noob. Do you think it's executed that well? It, it's not. That's like, it doesn't point. have the saturation stuff yet, except for that I this think Apple I'm, built a thing for this it. This is what I'm talking about. There should be like just a web. I think it works in Safari now. Actually, or is coming soon? I don't know if I've ever seen it done, to your point, like well. There's there's like a custom thing like with um, San Francisco. I just saw a thing I've, about it, a property for it. With San Francisco, like like San city? Francisco, um, sorry, San Francisco, the font. Yeah. yeah, Apple has a specific way of calling it out in Safari, where it's like uh, dash Apple dash System dash font or something like that. And I think you can use like that dash Apple slash or dash Apple dash. Um, I can't think of what it's called right now. I could see them having something in Safari that's like only unique. It's, to it's Safari. only Safari. Yeah, it just seems like a huge uh, performance issue. But probably, yeah. Well, yeah. if it's rendered on the machine instead of, eh. but think be, about right? like every time you load up, you know, a parallax scrolling website and it just, can like we please not do that? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's forget about that. Those, I thought we have Apple scroll jacking sites. Uh, the worst. I'm surprised. So the worst. Apple does a lot of that. Right? Scroll jack assery. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Apple. They've also been doing a weird thing with their product photography. I feel like where they'll have four of, Four of the things and, and they're floating. All, yeah, they're randomly. floating and at different angles. It's just very interesting. The, the new MacBook is just like, huh, yeah, like uh, never in the history of the world has haphazard. it actually been in that. Yeah, no, no one just dangles it <laughs> gently <laughs> on his corner. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, that gives them so many opportunities to do cool stuff to like break the boxes on the web. That's or like true. any any place they're going to show it, they can break the boxes. They don't do boxes, yeah. right? It's just white. well, there's a grid though, right? Yeah, like pop it over another element and all of a sudden you yeah. have this like, or it's like really the catchy screen. website or like throw it on an ad yeah. and like break a, a board or something. Yeah. Really I mean, definitely cool. props to their 3d team and they're just, they're I mean, props. their hardware design is so good, right? Yes. So that's what they're really showing off. I feel. So overall it sounds like we're all pretty stoked. Yeah. Pretty good job. Well done. There are some awkward moments for sure. Like Adobe. Yeah. Mm. Come on. If you're an Adobe designer, do better. That was, Really awkward. That works on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Do better culturally and design tool wise. I just think that wasn't thought through. I just don't think yeah. anybody looked at that the way well, the, the sad thing is, public would look at that. Like that reveals that there is a market for a tool that is only photo retouching mm. that has like a built in smile corrector, right? Like what does that say about? I guess like the ad industry or society that like there are so many designers in the world whose job it is to retouch photos like that. But they need a specific Photoshop tool. fix. Yeah. How many, but, but Hey, if they're splitting all that out, then hopefully eventually Photoshop becomes a UI tool, right? Like, yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. But even calling it fix, like, yeah. Are those things broken? Uh, <laughs> the, okay. So that. the, 